you will, stand with me all over the room today. We're going to get into the word, the message the Lord has given me to share with you in this new year. Uh, I'm just going to be about 20, 25 minutes today. I want to share this thought with you. Uh, I know in this time that we're living in, we talk about it a lot. A lot of people talk about anxiety. A lot of people suffer from anxiety. And this passage of scripture we're going to read today um, in the little subheader in the word uh, at the top of this passage says the cure for anxiety. So I want you to remember that as we read it today. The cure for anxiety. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 uh, reading 10 verses, verses 25 through 34. And I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible translation today. And this is Jesus talking and he said, Therefore I tell you, don't worry. Say, don't worry. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first, say first, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself each day has enough trouble of its own. I want to preach to you for a few moments this morning, kind of a recipe, a cure for anxiety, yeah, but a recipe for for a successful 2023, and that is putting the kingdom first. If you will, pray with me and for me. Father, we just thank you once again today. We praise you for the privilege and opportunity to be in your house and to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the opportunity to give. And Lord, now we thank you for your word. Uh, God, I can't add or take anything away from your word. I know that you have a message, Lord, to be declared and to be spoken here over your people. And so, God, I ask you for the next few moments you would remove every hindrance, Lord, that would prohibit that from being heard and received. And that, Lord, you would anoint these lips of clay that I would not speak with my words or the enticing words of men's wisdom. But that your word would come forth today and that it would also come forth in the power and the demonstration of your spirit. That it would touch hearts and change lives. And we'll give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for it in advance. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. And everybody said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Ben. As we look back on 2022 and we reflect on the goodness of God. And the faithfulness of God. And for many of us, the grace of God that may may have carried us through some difficult seasons in this life. But if you are seated here this morning or joining us online today, I want to say congratulations. You made it. 
You might have went through a circumstance or a situation that you felt like you wouldn't make it through, but by the hand of God, you made it. Is anybody thankful for that this morning? The devil might have thought that he would kill you in 2022, but here you are in the house of the Lord today, enjoying the Lord's presence. A couple of years ago, as I was this past week, Thursday and Friday, um, kind of up and reading and asking the Lord what He would have me share today on this first Sunday of the new year. I looked back over some things that I've shared from years prior and I was reminded that a couple years ago uh, we began the year of 2020 uh, as a church with this slogan and it happened kind of you know the same way. I'm just You all know I'm just a very transparent person and I don't claim to be uh, any super spiritual being or anything of that nature. The Lord's, I talk to the Lord the way I talk to you all sometimes. Uh, I mean, just very casually, and the Lord talks to me that way. And uh, in December of 2019, we were uh, on an after-Christmas trip. We were in a, uh, for some of you ladies, I know you'll love this, my wife does, a TJ Maxx with a home goods together. Can I get a witness, right? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. We were in one of those stores, and she was looking around, and I was just kind of killing time. Actually, I think me and Richie were killing time looking around. And I walked down this aisle that had some signs in it, and there was a little sign that said, Pray It Forward. And in something as simple as that, the Lord began to speak to me and deal with me right then and there about praying it forward. And I bought that sign. It's still sitting in my office. It sat on a, a table in the lobby of our other building for uh, until we moved here. When we moved here, I put it in my office. But I based that. The Lord began to deal with me. Some of you remember, and some of y'all can even quote the prayer because we talked about it for so long. But I based that on the prayer of Jabez that's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. And many of us have prayed that prayer enough over the last few years that you can even quote it. But the word said, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And as simple as a prayer as that was, the word tells us, And God granted his request. I want to tell you this morning, whether it's over your home, over your family, over your business, over your church, regardless of what it's over or just your personal walk with the Lord, there is power in praying that prayer. There is power in sincerely praying that prayer. I printed up little cards. I might do it again. Uh, two years ago, I still have one in my truck. When I pull down my sunglass holder to get my sunglasses, it's right there. And I pray the prayer of Jabez as I drive around a lot of times. L listen, in 2020 when we did that, little did we know, we had no idea when we started that year that we would very soon find ourselves living through a global pandemic. We had no clue. And there are those around us whom we still grieve with, who experience loss through that pandemic. And at the same time, though, we should also be grateful and thankful and count our blessings that for some reason, and some of y'all weren't here then, but for some reason, God allowed us to remain on this earth with our natural families, with our faith family, or for some of you, allowed you to remain here to become a part of this faith family. And God did that for such a time as this. When I look at how good God has been, when I look at how faithful God has been, listen, in that time, and I'm not going to talk about it long, but just for a minute, because you remember, we, we survived shutdown after shutdown. How many remembers? How many knows what I'm talking about? I preached to empty seats 
on, on, for online church in an empty auditorium for 10 to 12 weeks. I remember what that was like. But we went through shutdown after shutdown. But listen, your family never went hungry. Every one of your needs was met. You're still here today because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Somebody ought to say with me this morning, God is good. He's good. Matter of fact, God's been better to us than we deserve. I know He has to me. And through it all, He's been better to us than we've been to ourselves. Just look at what the Lord has done for you. Some of you rehearsed that this morning. How He's protected you. How He has provided for you. For some of you, He's healed you. For some of you, He's restored you. Maybe He's renewed or reestablished you. But in any event, for every one of us seated here today or joining online, we can acknowledge and recognize the goodness of God and all that He has done for His people. He's a good, good God. And with that in mind, I cannot help but to challenge us this morning with this. We can name numerous things and count numerous blessings that God has done for His people this past year. But how many things can we list that we have done for Him and His kingdom? I got one come on and one right. And the rest is silence. Why? Because this is quite honestly where the rubber meets the road. What have we done? Ask yourself that question this morning. What have I done for him and his kingdom this last year? I do want to pause though and give God some glory that none of us can take credit for. But give God some glory for what he has done for his church this past year. I added this this morning just because I was curious. And I was pleasantly surprised. In 2022, as a church, we witnessed 27 salvations. 27. 13 people rededicated their life to the Lord. 23 people were baptized in water. 13 people were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this one blew me away. In 2022... Freedom Point Church added 60 members to our faith family. But we can't take personal credit for that. What we need to do, though, is ask, what have we done personally for Him and to contribute to His kingdom this year? You may say, oh, pastor, I went to church or, or I watched online. Did you know that this is something that's... What, going to church is something that is required for a Christian according to the Word of God. Did you know that? Two of you did. The rest of you thought it was optional. According to the Word of God in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25, church attendance is not optional. It's not something that you get brownie points for, but it's something that's required in the Word. The Word said, and let us not neglect our meeting uh, together as some people do. How many know some people neglect it? Some people's neglecting it today. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. So if we don't attend church, we're guilty of neglect. Now I don't know about you, but I know a little bit about neglect. There's this thing called child abuse and neglect. 
And it's a serious offense. I don't want to be guilty of neglecting the Lord. Do you? So just because you went to church or watched online, you didn't do anything special. I hate to bust your bubble. You didn't do anything special for the Lord or His kingdom. And a matter of fact, I'm just going to say this, and I'll move real quickly. But if you only attended church online, but you did a plethora of other things in person, and yes, I'm looking at the camera, you know. That's all I have to say. You know. We do everything else in person. Online church is not so that we can just say, I believe I'll just watch online today. Because you know what? I'd like to just preach to you from my pajamas and a cup of coffee at home too. But it don't work that way. But guess what? We wouldn't have gotten. I said that, and I was being funny, but let me be real serious right now. I wouldn't have felt what I felt when God's people gathered together corporately to worship that I felt earlier this morning. Are you with me? It's important for us to gather together. Now you may say, Pastor, I paid my tithes. That's wonderful. That's great. But again, you didn't do anything special for the kingdom. You only did something that according to the word of God secured your own blessing. Did you realize that? That's all you did. You only did something that secured your own blessing because it's something that is required of every child of God in his word. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 says this, bring all the tithes. Now what's a tithe? A tithe is one-tenth of whatever God has blessed you with. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try me and put me to the test. Now, I want to give you a testimony this morning that is not a brag. I get mad at the devil sometimes because the devil and his imps like to accuse Christian people of bragging when they're trying to give glory to God. So I want to give some glory to God this morning about something that was really personal to me. At the beginning of this year, I made the decision through a lot of prayer to give up a really nice salary that the Lord had blessed me with at a public banking job that I had been with for 16 years. But the Lord dealt with me, and in that process, I still did not take 100% salary from the church because quite honestly, doing all that we were doing, it wasn't there. So I said, God, how are you going to do it? The Lord dealt with me uh, to get my, he did, he directed me to get my real estate license. And I thought I was going to do a little bit of real estate on the side. But let me just tell you how good God is. I started in April and I said, God, I'm just going to pay my tithes as if you're still doing what you've always done. But then I did say, Lord, you're going to have to move because when the savings account gets low, it'll have to go to what it is. Right? But I'm going to tell you something this morning, it's not a brag. God has blown my mind in 2022. Just between April and December 31st, between April 1st and December 31st, I drew the salary from the bank for the first three months. But the last three quarters of the year, I made more in real estate than I would have made at the bank in an entire year. God is good. Is that a brag? No, that's not a brag. Let me tell you something. You can go ask Sister Karen to look at my giving record if you want to. I gave a lot more than 10%. I'm just testifying to you this morning. 
I'm giving you a real deal testimony that when you take God's word and you put it to the test and you do what Malachi said to do and that is try me now and see if I won't pour out a blessing so great you don't have enough room to take it in. If we do what God's word tells us to do, God will do what he promised us he will do. Amen. Going to church and paying your tithes are good things to do. But is that all we can say that we've done for the kingdom of God in 2022? If that's all that we can say that we've done, we haven't done anything more than what was required of us. So again, I ask us this morning, after everything God has done for us, after how good God has been to us, and I'm asking myself this, what have we done for Him and His kingdom? Until we fully recognize our purpose, I believe we will not effectively prioritize his kingdom. I'm going to take about 15 minutes and share three points with you. And we're going to open this altar. First of all, his kingdom must be sought after. Did you catch that in the word? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 said, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Last year for Christmas or year before last maybe, Angie got me a Dakes study Bible. And I love that Bible and I read through that again. And Dakes Bible brings out that this word seek, you know what it means? It means to hunt eagerly. See, in the wild, food isn't just delivered to animals. They have to hunt for it. They have to pursue it. And so it is with the kingdom of God. We must go on a hunt for kingdom progress. Are you with me? We must go as a church, we must go on a hunt for the lost, for the hurting, for the backslidden, for the disenfranchised, for the outcast, for the drug addict, are you with me? For the alcoholic, for the prostitute, for those that nobody else wants, we must make it our mandate and our mission to actively hunt them down and bring them to the kingdom. That is our purpose as the people of God. That's what the church is called to do. That is why God has provided us with a 50,000 square foot facility in the heart of this city. Our purpose is not to wait for them to come to us. Are you with me? Our purpose is to hunt them down and bring them to the kingdom. Folks, I firmly believe this. Time is winding down. Time is winding down. We don't have time to waste. We'd better be about our Father's business. We'd better come to a resolve in 2023 that, that, that this is going to be a year that we bring them to the kingdom. You have got lost people in your family. You have got lost friends that you're praying for. You have got co-workers that you know if they were to die tonight, they'd go to hell if somebody doesn't lead them to the Lord. Don't wait on them to come here. Go after them and hunt them. Seek first the kingdom of God. Hunt them down and bring them to the kingdom. Because see, when we actively pursue them, when we eagerly hunt them down, you know what happens? Each one reaches one for the kingdom. Who is your, we have a sister, not, not a sister church in our movement, but still a sister church in this town. I have a lot of friends there, Emmanuel Baptist. They would ask you, who is your Waldo? That's, that's what they use for. I'm asking you this morning, who is that one that you should be going after this year? 
Who is that one that you have decided you're going to seek after and pray that God saves them? Who is that one? Recognize, prioritize, write down, make a note of who that is. Pray over them every day. Talk to them about the Lord. You don't have to cram religion down their throat, but it does help if God's people walk the walk and talk the talk. And just show them the love of Jesus. God's word that I've read to you this morning said that that is the key. That is the key to Him providing everything else that we need. When we stop trying to take care of just our four and no more, and we shift our focus to sacrificing ourselves for the kingdom, putting the kingdom first, that is when God says, Okay, because you've made it about the kingdom and not about yourselves, I'm going to meet all your needs. I'm going to make sure you don't want for anything, and I'm going to bless you. Dake's Bible also said seeking the kingdom was to hunt eagerly for it. He also compared it to the parable of the lost coin in Luke's gospel. Let's read that quickly. Luke chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. The parable of the lost coin. Or what woman who has ten silver coins, if she loses one coin and does not light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she finds it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me. Because I found the silver coin I lost. I tell you, Jesus said, in the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who repents. But we have to go searching for him. He said, that woman will sweep the house. She'll search carefully. She'll turn everything upside down until she finds that thing of value that she's lost. Then after all the sweeping, all the cleaning, all the searching, when she finally finds it, she'll rejoice. She'll call her friends and neighbors. She'll say, I found what I was looking for. I found what was lost. That which was worthless, listen to me this morning. That which was worthless, as long as it was lost, is now found and it has value. Its true worth is on display once it's found, but it had to be hunted for. It had to be searched for. There are those around us that nobody knows their value. Nobody recognizes their worth because right now this morning you're in church but they're lying in waste somewhere after what they did last night. And this is an appropriate day to say that because I can guarantee you there are multiplied many that are lying in waste this morning from what they did last night. But the Lord is saying to us, when my people seek my kingdom first, when my people go on a hunt, when my people turn things upside down. You know, that's what they said about the early church in the book of Acts, that they turned the town upside down. When my people turn things upside down looking for what's lost, guess what we'll discover? We'll discover some things of great value. Some things that once they've been lost and found, the angels in heaven will rejoice over and there'll be great value. In that one lost person that was found. Listen, some of them that are lying in waste today can reach people with the life-changing message of the gospel sooner than you and I will ever reach them. But whoever God's calling you to, unless you go to them, will never discover their worth. Will never discover their value. Secondly, what does it mean to seek His kingdom first? In the book of Psalms, chapter 34 and verse 10 the psalmist said, young lions lack food and go hungry. But those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. 
I'll just add to that. My mama used to say, if you don't work, you don't eat. Right? That's kind of an unpopular thing to say in the natural today. Because we've developed this mentality. Should I preach on this for just a minute? We've developed this mentality that everything should be just handed over to us. You don't want to work, that's okay, my taxes will feed you. Right? The word here said, young lions lack food, they go hungry. But those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Something else my mama said was, God helps those who help themselves. So let me just drop you a little nugget this morning. If you uh, are struggling, help yourself. Did you hear me? Help yourself. Get up. Find a job. Can I get a witness? Find a job. Go to work. When you get a paycheck, pay your tithes. Can I get another witness? God helps those who help themselves. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 17. I love those who love me. Watch this. And those who seek me, find me. In the Fire Bible commentary, it says this. Those who follow Christ are urged to seek, above all else, God's kingdom and His righteousness. The verb seek means being continually absorbed in a search for something or making a long and consistent effort to obtain something. God's kingdom and righteousness, folks, are not passive matters. They are things that we must actively pursue. Christ refers to two objects or focuses of our seeking. Number one is His kingdom. That is His power, His authority overall, His purpose and His way of life on earth and eternity. We must desperately desire for God's authority and God's power to be evident in our lives and also, follow me when I say this, in our Christian gatherings. We should seek for the power of God, the presence of God and the power of God to be evident in our Christian gatherings when we meet together. Our own desires should never get in the way of what God wants to do in our individual lives or in our churches. Next, we must seek His righteousness. The Hebrew word for righteousness used here is found 92 times in Scripture. The English word is found 306 times in Scripture. And in every single use, you know what it means? It means right doing. It's that simple. Doing right. As a child of God, every single day that our feet hit the floor, we should seek. We should hunt eagerly to just do right. To live right. I am tired of people who claim the Lord giving the rest of us a bad rap. As God's people, we should, every day when our feet hit the floor, we should seek to live right. To walk right. To talk right. And that's not a difficult thing to do, but we aren't seeing kingdom results in the church because we're not doing it. Our modern day society has taught us that everything's all about us. It's, all, it's always got to be my way. I have the right to feel the way I do. Let me tell you something. When it comes to church, we don't need to try to be like Burger King. Because there ain't no way for all of us to do it your way. You can't have it your way. And guess what? Here's a news flash for you. Everything we do is not always my way. But I've learned to be an open-minded pastor and say, God, whatever you move in, that's what I'm for. Whatever you'll work in, that's what I'm about. 
Some people get hung up and tore up over all kinds of different things. Oh, Lord, help me. Here I go. I'm going, though. I'm going there. All kinds of things. Lights, projector screens, haze, modern worship, old hymnals, all that. But guess what? When I get up and look back and I can tell you in 2022, we saw 27 people accept Jesus as Savior. Guess what? I don't have to have it my way as long as God has it His way. You don't either. Listen, our modern day society has taught us that we have a right to feel the way we do. We have a right to be angry. We have a right to protest. We're justified in our actions. But I want to tell you something this morning. If you have been born into this kingdom, the only thing that you and I have a right to do is spend your life and your energy trying to do what pleases Jesus. That's the only thing we have a right to do. And if it don't please Him, we shouldn't do it. God cannot and will not fight your battles when you're fighting yourself. But when you realize you're not fighting flesh and blood, I want to tell you, when you realize you're going to do your best to do what's right by everybody, and can I tell you, it is hard to do right by people who do you wrong. It is hard. The scripture that says, pray for those who persecute you, love those who despitefully use you. Listen, you wait till you have to try doing it. It's not as easy as it sounds. But I want to testify to you this morning. When you do it, God will fight your battles. One of my devotions said this. One of the most powerful truths of the Christian faith is that you don't have to have all the answers. Your Heavenly Father is the answer for every question and every dilemma that you face. We waste so much time and energy worrying or trying to plan for every eventuality when the answer is so simple. Seek Him. Seek Him first. Before you do anything else, before you ask anybody else's advice, go on a hunt for Him and what He has to say about it. And when you do, you'll find that He'll cause everything in your life to fall into place. Isaiah chapter 45, verses 1 through 3. Thus says the Lord to His anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him, and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors, so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, who called you by your name, am the God of Israel. Listen, this is the promise we have of God when we put his kingdom first. The last thing I want to say about that one is, the Lord spoke to me and said, and in 2023, I'm going to make some crooked places straight. The Lord spoke that to me walking across my kitchen floor. And once again, for the thousandth time, I scared my little dog. Because I said, whoo, I mean, I felt it when I heard it. The Lord said in 2023, I'm going to make some crooked places straight. If you need some crooked places straightened up in your life, you ought to go ahead and give God some praise that He's going to do it this year. Go ahead and give the Lord some praise. Lastly, as they come to the music today, when we put the kingdom first, God will do a new thing. A new thing. Many of us seated in this room and maybe watching online today must acknowledge that in the midst of all that God did, all the good that God did for us in this past year, many of us failed to put the kingdom first. And the reality is we can't go back 
But the good news is we can move forward. And the best time to make a decision to start putting the kingdom first is today. Isaiah had this to say about moving forward. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. I love the New Living Translation sometimes. This is why I use it. For the Lord is God. He created the heavens and earth. He put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I love what he says. I am the Lord, he says. And there is no other. In Isaiah chapter 43, in verse 18, he said, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. We talk about I'm doing a new thing. Verse 19, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. I love what he says here. He says, do you not see it? You're in chapter 45. I'm in chapter 43. He said, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me and the jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honor me before the whole world. Listen, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new year. It's the first new day of a new year. Preaching is prophesying. It's declaring the word of the Lord. So I'm going to prophesy to you this morning that if you will seek the kingdom of God first, if you will eagerly hunt for more of Him, God is about to do something new for His people. His chosen people. That's what Isaiah said. As a matter of fact, he's already started. I feel like Isaiah. When I tell you what he did in 2022, can I not ask you this morning, don't you see it? God's already started. Don't you see what God's already begun to do? God's made a pathway through the wilderness that we've been living in. He's already been providing water for his people in the midst of a dry wasteland. While the world system is experiencing drought... In God's kingdom, there's a wellspring of refreshing for the people of God. And now it's time to honor Him before the world by seeking Him first. By striving every day of 2023 to do what is right in His eyes. To eagerly hunt for more of Him. And to passionately pursue those around us that are thirsty. Bid them to come and drink of the water of life freely. I want to tell you this morning, I believe it. Get ready. God's about to do something new. Get ready. I believe that we, we're already seeing there was a prophecy over this church when it started. And the Lord said that He was going to send them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And we have them now that attend from the north, the south, the east, and the west. But I believe God's getting ready to do something even more new. I believe some of those people that you identified as you sat there this morning and said, that's the one I need to go after. I believe as you pursue that one this year, God is about to do something new. But we must eagerly hunt to seek first the kingdom. I'm telling you, Freedom Point Church, 
I believe we're going to see God do it this year. If you'll stand with me all over the room. Maybe you haven't yet became a part of this kingdom. If that's you today, you are who I'm talking about. You are not in this building or watching online by chance today. You are here because God Himself destined for you to be here so that you could become a part of this kingdom. Can I get a witness? That's why God destined you to be here today. All you have to do to be adopted in, and this is so what's so good about the grace and the mercy of God. All you have to do to be adopted in is to accept Him as your Savior and your Lord. That's all you have to do. Listen, don't leave this room today without being a part of this kingdom. Now, I know what some of you think. I'm not ready yet. I've got to do this, or I've got to stop doing that, or I've got to make this change in my life, and then I can become a part of the kingdom. No. I, let me say it again. No. You don't need to do anything except take that step forward and accept Him as your Lord and Savior, and God will do the rest of those things that you're worried about getting done. So as we open this altar today, I invite you. Don't leave this place without being a part of the kingdom. But maybe you're here. And you're already a part of this kingdom. But you acknowledge today that maybe you didn't put the kingdom first in 2022. But all that's going to change starting today. Starting today, you're going to go on a hunt. You're going to go on a hot pursuit for more of His kingdom. More of His righteousness. You know what that is? That's Him doing a new thing in you today. So as we open this altar, anybody who wants more of Him, anybody who, like me, wants to just be more like Him, anybody who wants to be a part of advancing the kingdom this morning, anybody who wants to say with your pastor, from this day forward, I'm putting the kingdom first.